Today we want to share on the covenant of wealth. Turn in your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter number 8 verse 18. I want to show you a few things today that will bless your life. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, I told you whenever you turn to Deuteronomy, it's a, rem- a reminder that you're about to dethrone your enemy again. Hallelujah. Clear your throat. Let the devil be scared. Ready? Read. One year, we're still devouring this verse. If the Lord gives us the release. Every day, it will not end. By the way, the Lord has inspired us to have 40 days of prayers. It's not, it's not, it's not service. It's not service. It's not, we're not taking offering. It's not compulsory if you're just led from Wednesday, from 6.30 to 7.30. For strange manifestations and appearance. 40 days, we'll just be here praying. On service days, what shall we do, Pastor Biodun? On service days between 6.30 and 7.30, we will pray. For 40 good days, we will just be here and praying. Um, if you don't come, you will not die. If you don't come, you will not be sick. But if you come, there will be a difference. There will be a difference. Hallelujah. You are not going to see Pastor Biodun after the service. You pray and go home. There is no theatrics. No, Don't turn it to another thing. Just pray, pack your things, and go home. 40 days. The days you can come, the Lord understands. But if you can do it, knowing the heart behind it, you will know that whenever you obey God, things happen. Hallelujah. There are lots of you that things have been released to you, but they are not enforced yet. They are not implemented. And you can be quiet. And it's my assignment to make sure I hear God and put things in place that will bless you. Hallelujah. Look at that. The Bible says, you shall remember the Lord your God. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. The word Lord happens to be a word here that you don't like. Hallelujah. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you. He gives you power to get wealth. The word Lord here is the word that suggests, it's actually the word from which you have the word Adonai, the owner. Adon, the owner. In the Greek, there's a Bible called the Septuagint, that the Old Testament was written in Greek. The word Lord here is kurios, a dictator. Someone who tells you what to do, you don't tell him what to do. He doesn't suggest to you, he tells you what to do. You shall remember the Lord your God. It is he who gives you the anointing or the blessing. Now the word power is the same word blessing, is the same word anointing, is the same word grace. So it gives you the grace to get wealth. It gives you the anointing to get wealth. It gives you the, the power, the ability to get wealth. So there is such a thing as God giving a grace to get wealth. Have you heard that before? Sure, you've heard that before, but have you thought about that? And how much of that is at work in our lives? That you just sit down, 
God gives you an ability, gives you an extraordinary strength and the finance your generation never had access to, you have access to it. Come on, don't just shake your head. Have you thought about what I'm saying? That there's something in the wheel written for you. There's something. Now, all those people who tell you, all those prosperity preachers, prosperity, they don't know, you don't know the disservice they're doing to you. In your will, in what you have right to. There's something called an anointing that is no bundu bundu. There's an anointing, there's a grace that can come upon someone's life and the person will be empowered to get well. Now, one of the ways you will get this is to remove the word get. Because the word get is the Hebrew word asar. Somebody say after me, say asar. A-S-A-H. Now, that's not the way it's written in Hebrew, but that's the way it's written to be able to be pronounced. Asar, there are two types of creation that Bible reveals to us in, in Genesis. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That is bara. It means to mix something without a raw material. <laughs> light be, and light became. No raw material. So God didn't sit down to be forming light or to be putting those things in place. He just commanded them, <laughs> they came to be. But in Genesis 2 7, the Bible says, God formed man out of the dust of the ground. That's, yes, sir. So when the Bible says, it gives you the power to get wealth, to yassah wealth. It gives you an anointing. The anointing doesn't bring money, but it puts something on your life that you are able to, the best word is fabricate wealth. It comes on your life. And suddenly a gift just comes, an idea comes, an ability comes, a relationship comes into your life. And you are able to get well. That's why he says you need to remember God because you may forget. It looks natural. Honestly, I'm not enjoying you this morning, but I'll keep preaching. It gives you an anointing to create wealth. The reason is that he wants to establish his covenant. He wants to establish his covenant. Now, I need to break this down. The word covenant, and I need you to write this down, is a deal enacted by God based on well-defined terms. A covenant is a deal enacted by God. Don't forget, it's a deal. Started, enforced, or enacted by God based on well Define terms or agreement. The last part is the most important. Guaranteed by an oath. Guaranteed by an oath. A covenant is a deal enacted by God based on well-defined terms. An agreement guaranteed by an oath. So it's a deal. It's a deal that says, this is what I do when you do this. It has nothing to do with the law of Moses. It has nothing to do with Ten Commandments. When you do this, this is what I do. And now, I swear. Now, the difference between a promise and a covenant is that covenant comes with an oath. Promise, you are not, you just promised. 
And an oath means if you fail, there's a force that has to attack you one way or the other. And God in trying to assure, not Abraham, those of us that were not there when the covenant was made, in wanting to assure us that he will never fail us, he swore by himself. So that by three mutable things, in which God cannot lie, Let's read it from Hebrews chapter number 6. We're going to read from 12 today. Hebrews chapter number 6 and verse 12. Glory be to God. Praise God. The Bible says that you do not become sluggish. Some people are sluggish. They slack. I love the way the King James put it. Some people slack when it comes to covenant. They know about health, they know about holiness, they know about getting to heaven, but they're slack in this aspect. We were estranged from the covenants of the promise. It wasn't just promise. It was backed up with an oath. So it's a dangerous one. The Bible says, do not become sluggish, but imitate. Who do you imitate? You know, I spoke to myself coming here, I said I won't jump around. Because I'm going to be excited very soon. But imitate those who through faith. How did they inherit? Through faith. Not by wishing. Not by coming to a good church. They sat down one day and said, I want to apply my faith to this area. Those are people you need to imitate. Not those who are saying rubbish. Those who get to the car park and say, do you really believe what was taught? Anybody that is talking to you, look at them. Look at them very, no matter how um, legal what they're telling you sounds to you. Look at them and ask yourself, is this how you want to end? If that's not, look at them and say, I see. And walk off. And I'm not trying to, to, to teach you how to be rude. I'm telling you diplomacy and voom is better than statement. If you don't know what voom is all about, go and watch a cartoon. Scooby-Doo, particularly. When that guy runs on the spot and they go, vroom, it's better than when you are caught and they say, write down statement, yes. Were you there? Yeah. Vroom is better than statement. Follow those who, through faith and patience, inherit. Now they're talking to the heirs. There is no way they could, they could have been talking to you about inheritance if you didn't have a right to an inheritance. So those who had an, uh, uh, a right to the inheritance, they had to apply faith to it. Faith is not just believing. Faith is, having heard something from God, and then you apply your heart to believe it, and then you take steps in line. If you have not done that, that's not faith. There are some people that they've applied faith to what God has said. And those people, they apply patience because it takes time. As I'm telling you, when it comes to financial principles, start early in life. It takes time. Tap your neighbor and say, I now know who to imitate. Some loser gets on the social media and starts telling you about your covenant of prosperity. He's not even saved. He doesn't even know. When they were naming the inheritance in the Anjan Lekoko family, he's not part of Anjan Lekoko family. So he doesn't understand what they're saying there. He's not saved. He's not born again. He's not part of the seed of Abraham. He doesn't have a part in it. He's estranged from it. Even if he wanted to, 
is estranged. He's, he's alienated from it. So he, he's, he's angry. And he's talking to you, and you yourself, you say, no, I don't want to focus on prosperity. Why do you go to work? Why are you in school? The Bible says, let's follow those. Look at that. Through faith and patience inherited the promise. Look at the next verse, verse 13. For when God made a promise to Abraham, when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, guys, when I get to this multiplication stuff, know that I'm flying. Because God is a multiplier. He says, surely, no doubt, I'm going to bless you. Look at that. In blessing, in anointing you, I will give you something to produce well. In multiplying you, I will multiply. So those who can handle your multiplication, now what will happen next year? Because you're not there yet. Top your neighbor and say, you better learn how to handle me. Because I'm not even there yet. If I'm intimidating you right now, then you're going to die very soon. You better learn how to put up with it. Because some people are going for this thing. With the whole of their strength. Middle of night, they wake up. They are devouring scriptures in this aspect. Sowing seeds. Going for it. With the whole of their life. Why are some people are just waiting for what God will do? Some people are... They are, they are mounting pressure on the grace that belongs to them. Contending for the faith. Praise the Lord. Look at the next verse, everybody. The Bible says, And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Next verse. Verse 16. For men, indeed, swear by the greater. And an oath for confirmation is for them... An end of all disputes. When Abraham was alive, where he lived and where he grew up, once someone made an oath, in fact, the other party just went to sleep. Look at what the Bible says. The reason why God did this. Thus, God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of the promise, not Abraham, to us that will come and inherit the promise, the immutability of his counsel, he confirmed it by an oath. That was how he became covenant. That was how God struck covenant with you. And I showed you on Sunday how you were involved through Christ. You need to get that tape. That by two immutable things. If the devil comes to you and tells you, how do you know you are the head and not the tail? There are two immutable things. Unchangeable, unmovable, infallible things. By which God, it is impossible for God to lie. We might... Have strong consolation. So those of you that tell, uh, you have a strong consolation. Those of us that have fled for a refuge, came from Ifa family, Ogun family, Amadiwa family, you fled for a refuge. I said, Kai, my, my children must not end this way. Mine must be different. You fled for a refuge. To lay hold on the hope that is set before. There's something set before you. That you are folding your hands and watching. That you must go for. The Bible says there are two immutable things. And God made the oath, not with Abraham alone in mind, for those of us 
that will become heirs of salvation. Tap your neighbor and say, a deal is a deal. He wants that covenant established. That was why he swore. I wanted to look at Deuteronomy 8.18 one more time. I want to show you a phrase there. Deuteronomy 8.18. Let's read again. Ready? Read. To fabricate well. That he may. The covenant we did what? He swore. He swore. He swore. So we're talking about the same thing. That's why the Bible says we have the same spirit of faith. The same thing. The law of Moses was not supposed to come to being. It was supposed to be Abraham's covenant and then grace is the fulfillment. That was why Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. It's the same thing. That's what we're latching on to. The covenant which is swore. The reason why God says, I want to anoint you to prosper. I want to anoint you for wealth. It's so that it might establish the covenant which is swore. It's swore to your fathers. To your fathers. As it is this day. This is one covenant that is relevant in every dispensation. There is, of course, I want to recommend you go by Bishop McLennan's message on tithing. As it is this day. And that will be an addition. To the dangerous weapon the Lord is putting in your pocket this week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Covenant is when you do this. I will do this. If you can get that. You will not mishmash new creation message. With grace message. You will be balanced. Yet not live in condemnation. The beautiful thing about covenant is it moves from children to children. What you are doing today is implicating your children. The Bible says when Abraham paid tithe, Levi paid tithe in his loins. If you look at Deuteronomy chapter number 8 verse 11, I want to read verse 11 to you. The Bible says beware. When it comes to the covenant of prosperity, the first thing you need to watch out for is not giving. The first thing you need to watch out for is verse 11 of Deuteronomy chapter number 8. You must be conscious not to forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments. There are people here, they just make about maybe 10 million per week and they lose it. They give you reasons like, Pastor Bearden, where I make my money, we meet at the lounge. Now your wife is complaining. She's not happy. There's a storm in your home because of a breakthrough. I have been a pastor for a few years. And I see people coming humbly to church. And God blesses them a little bit and they just go wild. If God loves you, to catch your attention, he will quickly take the wealth from you. If he doesn't love you, he leaves you like that. If he doesn't have plans, he leaves you like that. You are like what Abiola, you know, MQ Abiola said something to the president at the time. He said, the president is like a goat taken to the salt market. Those of us, those of you that have uh, done a pee pa pee before, you know what I'm talking about. 
If you don't know what it's called, like pee, papa, pee. God bless your heart. When you wanted to steal a goat, you put little salt in his mouth. And the goat was licking. You know normally when you wanted to steal a goat, you would, ah, ah, would shout. But because salt is in his mouth, mm, mm. everywhere you took it to, it's just licking. So you did their pee, papa, pee. And he said, General Abacha is like a goat taken to the salt market. They said it will leak salt till it poisons itself. There are people, and let me tell you something. The price Jesus God paid for your salvation is so much. He will rather leave you where you are than to bless you and let you go to hell. A lot of us here were the ones stopping ourselves. Because the little thing God did to you, you lost it. And I pity people who have just few, <laughs> they have few millions. When, when God had budgeted to put you in billions, just had little breakthrough, and the next thing you lost it. You don't even pray anymore. Some people think poverty is the only thing that can debar you from praying. No. Sometimes, when, you, when, you, when you're too comfortable, for those who don't understand covenant, I'm, I'm too busy right now. They, they fight their wives, they fight everybody, because they have money in their account, that there's so much pride when they come to church and the, the ushers tell them, I mean, the car park people tell them to park there. They say, <laughs> you see, this, this, this is the problem I have with church. No tight record. By my tight last week, I should have a special car park. <laughs> and when they come inside church <laughs> and their phones go, they see a lot. They say, hey, does this usher know that I can cause trouble in the city? Does, does she know? And I'm not trying to make you laugh. This is the reality. And to shock you. That what we're talking about is under 20 million for some people. And they've lost it. Some guy won. You know this competition they do. Singing competition. They want some money. And they gave him about a million naira. So he went to a certain church. And got to the door. He told the usher, I said, go and call me the pastor. <laughs> True story. And I don't want to tell you the name of the church. <laughs> You'd be shocked. <laughs> ah. So, thankfully enough, the pastor walked in. I said, ah, how are you? God bless you. He said, ah. He mentioned his name. He said, ah. Was that not, uh, like saying, is that not Biondo that just passed right there? He doesn't know me. <laughs> because of one millionaire. It will shock you that when we're talking about prosperity, some people don't know what we're talking about. And in case you're stuck, you had a breakthrough, your testimony is still. Maybe God has sent me to you to take a detour talking to you right now that he wants to establish his covenant. Don't forget. Look at that 11 again. Verse 11. Don't forget. Don't forget. Beware. That you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command you today. The first thing when it comes to prosperity is to make up your mind to live a godly life. Make up your mind to be covenant minded. It's not for self-aggrandizement. That is why the body of Christ has not moved into this realm we are talking about. When we're teaching this thing, people immediately begin to think there are Christians that have been saved before me. Why are they not moved? Some of them don't understand because the body has not been taught this thing. 
The first thing you, you settle is that I want to serve God. I want to establish his covenant on earth. Through me, I want the body to be blessed. I want to touch lives. And then you want to obey God's word. We see you pray. We see you study the word. We see you live right. We see you win souls. At your place of work, they know you are a child of God. You hold no man nothing but love. You are not pulling other people down. You are not gossiping about people. You know some people just sit down and fabricate things. A heart that devises evil. You can never be blessed. If you, are, if, you are, if you are enjoying some blessing right now, maybe someone is praying for you. And you will lose it. Because God hates you with passion. God hates you with passion. Seven things I hate. A proud look. And one of them is a brother that sows seed of discord among brethren. Go and read the Bible. Except you've written your own Bible. There are things you don't touch. Just sit down, devise things. Because you are bored. And because you have a low self-esteem. You can't. Forget it. Pastor, you know what about grace? That grace will change you first. Because the wealth is for something. It's not for, self, it's not for you to, to be empowered to do more evil. He said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper, the lover. The prosperity is for those who love the kingdom. Because God knows, like, like Nehemiah, they will expand the kingdom. Like Daniel, they will be bothered even in their comfort. Top your neighbor, say, it's getting quiet in this Pentecostal church. That cannot be negotiated. So if someone comes to you and says to you, Pastor Bion, um, um, hello girl, I want to invite you to this party where we do this and do this. Ah, I wish you came last week when I'd not heard about the covenant of prosperity. I'm walking something out right now. I've got some seeds in the ground right now. I can't avoid it. If you're from the part of the nation where I'm from, when people want to say I can't afford it, they say I can't avoid it. Psalm 112 verse 1. Are you all still here? Have I lost you? Psalm 112 verse 1. The Bible says, praise the Lord. Blessed. What is blessed? Anointed to prosper. Empowered to get unusual results. Is the man who fears the Lord. That's the first thing. Secularity was started to remove God out of the equation. How much do you have? What education do you have? The Bible says a fool says in his heart, not in his mouth, that there's no God. The way you conduct yourself, the honor you give God. I'm telling you the truth, no matter how much you're well-traveled, all all those things were started to take God out of the equation. Why don't you frustrate the enemy? Have all of that and let God be at the center of your life. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D again. Who delights how greatly. That's the foundation. Any other teaching on prosperity is a lie. That's the foundation for prosperity. Jesus had no lack because he pleased the Father. He commanded results everywhere he went. He commanded results. 
The Bible says in the wilderness, he asks, what food shall we give these people? He himself knowing what to do. He gave thanks. Commanded results. After this service, everywhere you turn, you will command results. Can I have a faith-filled amen, somebody? Somebody here, if you are the only, if you are going to be the first in your family, I prophesy under the grace terribly at work over this ministry. Grace of taking money out of money. I prophesy that you will be a perfect example in your family. In this city, as a family, as a church, people will take cognizance that this grace rests upon us. If you believe it, let me hear your email like thunder. Blessed is that man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandment. Now, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, the truth is established. It's not what you think. It's what the Bible says three or four times. So, I'm going to show you five. Next verse. The Bible says, then I told you covenant moves to your children. His descendants will be mighty in heaven, on earth. So, if you say you love God, you say you serve God, we ought to see some things. If you don't know it, if you are not getting it right, you need to listen. The fact that it's not apparent does not mean it does not exist. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The Bible says the generation of the righteous will be blessed. Verse 3 says wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. The other day, someone gave us a jet to pick our mentor. And the media people put the pictures on the internet. And I saw several people writing stuff about it. A jet that their mates gave us. Or even younger than them. Last Sunday, I was with some people at the lounge. And I had a release to tell them. I said, look at that lady serving you. That family gave us a jet and she was seven. Seven. They said, huh? I said, they have three. Not a dime did we pay. And then one person sat down on the internet and said, eh, church, is it about this? I said, I, I just, you know, I told you about my new disposition. If you are, to, I will attack you back. So I wrote him, I wrote him some inbox messages. I said, I, I just checked your page. There's no God on your page. I saw Fela there. I said, who are you to tell us who God is? Who? What do you know? Goliath, go and read the Bible. Goliath spoke one statement to David. David replied five. Go and check your Bible. I don't know the Bible you read. Hallelujah. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. The Bible says two things here. Wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness in it. So it's possible for your righteousness to... Is this Sheyi Kalajai? Wow. Wow. We started Koza in his house. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wealth and riches will be in his house. 
And his righteousness will endure forever. Now, he will understand this message better. He knew me from the beginning. And this is what I've been teaching from the beginning. So it is possible for your righteousness to endure. And wealth and riches is on you. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about... I'm talking about... The, we looked at your car park. We saw, we saw a Rolls Royce. We saw a Bentley. We saw... Uh, you have a ship at Jabi Lake. Everything is in place. Yet you are pleasing God. Look at your neighbor. Hold them. Say that's part of your will. Say why are you neglecting it? Now, have you seen a quack doctor before? Plenty. Does that stop you from going to the hospital? Because they are real doctors. A woman said, I will never enter a car again. They say, why? Say, car accident killed my friend. So she will walk through the path of the bush. One day, a car had an accident, the tire removed. And the tire rolled, went to meet her, knocked her down. <laughs> Tap your neighbor, say, wealth and riches will be in my house. Say, but uh, my righteousness will still endure. How? Forever. <laughs> How do I know that this forever is true? Lazarus was poor. The rich man was rich. But that guy was rich, didn't know God. Lazarus was poor, didn't know God. But there was another guy called Abraham who was rich on earth. And when he got to heaven, he was still rich. It amazed me that when the rich man needed water, he still was sending that poor guy. Say, Abraham. He didn't say, Abraham, give me. He said, send that guy to come. Even in heaven. So one of the guys wrote, you can't serve God and mammon. What does it mean? Yes, it's true. You can't serve God and mammon, but you can have God and mammon. You can have the two. Wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness. In someone, the Bible says, blesses the man. Nobody's name was written. If they wrote a Jewish name, somebody would say, I'm not a Jew. They said, the man, Anthropos, the human being. Your name can fit in there. That person, number one, who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. That's the foundation for prosperity. If you want to prosper, believe me, giving is not the beginning. Titan is not the beginning. That guy does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Counsel means advice. Stop spiritualizing things. Advice. The main ungodly person is Satan and everyone is using. You, that favor brought you to this city. You're now now readings on uh, Titan, New Testament. Those are counsels of the ungodly. 
There's some things that prayer will not do for you. Believe me. I'm here to defile things in your spirit. Fasting can't do this thing. Terrible giving. Somebody said terrible. <laughs> Recently we took our mentor, one of our mentors, to a city. And I heard in my spirit, point and kill. And I said, what is point and kill? <laughs> Before that morning I was tired, so I was struggling to pray. And the Lord said to me, anything he points at, buy it. Anything he points at, pay for it. Anything. I did not know that this man serving the Lord for many years. Been in ministry for over, over 40 years. Had not been on holiday for 30 years. I did not know. The Lord just inspired us to do it. And of course, you know the story how someone paid for everything. Since we returned from that place, since we returned from that trip, you know I don't like sharing testimonies anymore. It's been crazy. When I have desires, it's done. Desires, it's done. Everywhere. Everywhere. Amazing. If I'm glad I'll share some with you, but I'll try now too. Are we all still here? Blessed is the man who doesn't listen to the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't stand in the path of the sinners. Somebody say, I'm not part of them. I know what I'm doing. But you start... The, the, the path of the sinners, the way you coordinate your relationship is the path of the sinners. The Bible talks about the path of the just. That's like a shining light. There's also a path of the sinners. It doesn't stand there. It doesn't sit with the scoffers. When you start saying some things, it packs his things, it leaves the place. Because sometimes when you think, I can hear, those things are sowing seeds in you. Those things are sowing seeds in you. You still give, you still pay tithe, but the spirit making it work has left you. And I'm going to show you some things today. The spirit making it work has left you. I stop people in the middle of conversations. I don't let you sow seeds in my life. I don't let you tell me some things. If I don't have right to anything, I have a right to those who are in the circle of my influence. You can't force me. You can't witchcraft me about that. You come around me and you say, you say all these prosperity things. You say things. What are we going to do with our money? What will you do with our money? Nothing. Those who say such things, that's a, the last time you you around me is the last time. That, use that opportunity very well. In fact, I'm in the business of sowing seeds in the life of such people. So big seed. To say bye bye to you. Tap your neighbor and say, please don't mistake his passion with pride. Say he's passionate about this. Look at that. Look at the verse 2. The Bible says in verse 2, but his delight is in the what? The instructions of God. What, what has God said about financial prosperity? He wants to know. He's not just assuming. He's not just turning prayers to heaven. He sat down, got books, got tapes, Red Bible, what is God saying about this thing? What is he saying? I want to know. Am I supposed to be here, fold my hands, and let unbelievers prosper? And I'm saying, Jesus is Lord. What are you saying about it, Lord? It's delight. And then after knowing it, he meditates on that thing day and night. He meditates. Lines are falling to him in pleasant places. I have a 
Sometimes he's meditating on it and he's driving around. Yeah? He says, wow. Here's somebody who works in the Ministry of Education. His salary is about 80000 per month and he's driving around Osokoro saying, lines are falling to me in place and places. I will live here one day. That's faith. That's faith. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. He meditates day and night. Bible does not talk about where this guy is coming from, but Bible talks about where he's going. He shall be. You know, sometimes you are not doing this thing because you are not. Bible doesn't care where you're coming from. He says, it shall be. It shall be. It tells you what will happen when you begin to do these things. It shall be. I feel in my spirit that everyone in this place you know how the Bible says, and Abraham gave birth to Isaac and gave birth to sons and daughters. And Isaac gave birth to these and gave birth to sons and daughters. You will be the main child. Doesn't matter if you are the last born or second born or third born. By irresistible influence. Irresistible influence. By terrible level of financial prosperity. So shall it be. I said, so shall he be. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You take money out of money. How many of you are frustrated? You know what God has asked you to do. No money. You are so anointed. No money. So gifted. No means. How long will you live like that? After this service, everything God has placed in your spirit, the resources will come to you. There was no record that Noah was chasing after animals. The Bible says they came to him two by two. Everything you need will come to you. The resources, the friends, the relationship, the anointing, the finance, they will come to you. In the name of Jesus, you are relevant all the days of your life. Everywhere you turn, your vision, your life's assignment comes to pass speedily. In the name of Jesus. 1999, I went to see a man of God, a mentor of mine. And as I sat in his house, which was his office, they would say they needed this, they would sign the check. Go and do it. Uh, Go and do it. I said, sir, I nailed down. I said, sir, how do you get things? How? I've been here two hours, everything you needed. You've been signing checks. They just went and bought it. I said, when I need things, it takes me months. He laughed. He laughed. He said, he said, God showed you today to let you know it's possible. And somehow, we are around that neighborhood. Somehow. It's done. It's done. Everything is done. It's done. This one, pack up. Fix it before next one. They fix it. Just give an instruction to a staff. Fix it. You don't need to gather people raising for No, fix it. This is, just fix it. It's done. That's what you need it for. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Look at the second verse one more time. I've got a lot to say. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He said his delight shall be in the law of the Lord which he made. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Bearing its fruit in the season. Let me quickly say this to you. Some of you don't know that you're a different tree. You don't know. He didn't say you're a tree. He said, how shall I describe you? How? 
And it was an agrarian society. Have you seen trees planted by the rivers of water before? Now, every other tree during winter, when there's no rain, every other tree, the leaves wither. They're not luscious. They're not green. They are the ones that are always standing before the bullet. We know go We know go. What happened? Government. Government. This government, we are suffering. Pastor Bearden, are we not supposed to fight for our rights in our country? We ought to. But have you seen rich people demonstrate before? They call the road safety. They call the SSS. They even call immigration. And then you see them walk on the street. We know the green. And then you see road safety. Where you see people face bullets? They are already suffering. They say, you are going to die. They say, we are already dead. Are you all still here? Look at your neighbor say you must not be found there. Say no 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 no. Say the destiny before you is great. It's great. What you are here to do is not is not all of that. Then they shoot, boom, one bullet. The person hands his destiny. One day I took Pastor Kalajai who were on our way to the airport. He was drizzling and the driver was running. Pastor Kalajai told me, he said, tell this driver to slow down. I said, why sir? He said, Satan doesn't like us. Satan doesn't like us. I told the guy to, when you know what you carry, you are courteous. You go on Facebook and we know go agree. Don't you, you that you are carrying solutions of the, of, for the next generation. Now guys, let me tell you this. Every other tree withers when it doesn't rain. Alright? When there's problem, they complain. The government is the only solution. But we belong to another economy. The water source is hidden from the ground. So there's a planting beside water. It doesn't rain. Every other thing is withering. But there's a connection. Oh, come on, somebody. It's like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its... If you meditate on this, there will be no delay in your life anymore. It brings forth not God's season. It's fruit in its season. Remember, it's a tree. Whose leaf does not wither? Have you met your father's friend recently? Sir, sir what happened to you? Ah, you are the GM also. What happened? No car? Say, ah, such is life. That is not how life is for us. No, 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 guys. Such is life. But he was talking to those who had life and he said, I came that you might have life. It's another life. I said it came to those who are breathing and he said, I came that you might have life. So such, such is not that this kind of new life. Because the Bible says the life you have, your leave do not wither. You don't have a better yesterday. And I love this. Guys, can you read? Can you read? What is this? Can I say something that will cause trouble? What you do doesn't matter. I'm not saying don't work. You must work. You must have something God will multiply. But what you do doesn't matter. Whatever you do, prospers. When this anointing is upon your life, 
All these pastors, they're the ones prospering. Maybe they're the ones going for it. Whatever. Whatever they do. Whatever. Whatever they do. Prospers. Whatever they do, prospers. Tap your neighbor and say, that's on me right now. Say, it's always been on me. But because I acknowledge it now, it is activated. Say, everywhere I turn, whatever I do, prospers. Say, nothing dies in my hand. In the name of Jesus. Can I hear you say amen, somebody? In Job 21 verse 22. Job 21 verse 22. The Bible says in Job chapter number 22, 21. Beg your pardon. Job 22, 21. Hallelujah. 22, 21. Now acquaint yourself with him. And be at peace. That is the way good will come to you. Given tithing is not the first. Coming here kneeling down is not the first. Acquaint yourself with him. Thereby good will come to you. Now guys, you need to know about the book of Job. The book of Job was written before the book of Genesis. Who knew that before? Thank you. I like that. I love Kula. Well read people. This is the first book written in the Bible. It has nothing to do with the law of Moses. Before Moses. Acquit yourself with him and be at peace. That is the way good will come to you. Look at the next verse, verse 22. The Bible says, receive, please, instructions from his mouth. Guys, please. Covenant means you do this, I, am, I will do this part for you. Receive instructions from, him, from his mouth. If you, if you think you're too smart, too bad. The Bible says, and lay up his words in your heart. Again, meditation. If I have time, I'm going to round up by telling you what light does to you. One day, Bishop Edebo drove to his hometown in Quara State. And they told him his cousin was mad. Crazy. And I looked at him and said, What are you doing here? The guy fell. Boa. He didn't say sit and come out. He's been meditating. Saying that the, 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 the demons that are staying in an illegal estate, they've been reserved to be bound. The deal. That was what was in his spirit. The reason why you speak and power don't flow is that you're talking from your head. Faith comes by hearing what did God say that is solid in your heart. What has he told you? What is burning in your spirit? Yesterday I was with some people here who are here till late in the night. I was just sharing the word with them. And I told them, I said, I just feel like a tank. I was just sharing the word with them. Just sharing the word. And I tell you the truth, by the time we were done, the place, the presence was so, Alex, am I saying the truth? The presence was so strong because I wasn't speaking from my head. You need to invest garbage in, garbage out. You spend the entire time watching African magic, magic listening to non-entities. People just come to you, feed you with rubbish, and then you are praying. Just, just struggling. Your heart is not even right. There is no word in your spirit. Before God created every other thing, the first thing is that let there be light. And then every other thing began. He didn't even create animals. Genesis 1.25, he told animals to come forth. 
The reason why you are calling forth and they are not happening is that there is no light. The first thing he said, light be. Every other thing began to come. That's the first thing to Lord, what are you saying about prosperity? Is it true? Is it part of our covenant? What are you saying? Before work, before anything. Receive instruction, please, from his mouth. And lay up his words. Where? Verse 23. If you return to the Almighty. And I say to you today, you need to return. Abraham said to the king of Sodom. He said, I will not take anything from you. Lest you say you've made Abraham rich. If your testimony is not of Jesus, it's not a testimony. Listen to me, there are people who walk out the word and it works. Tap your neighbor, hold them, say return to the Almighty. Look at them, say it doesn't matter how bad it's been. Say return to the Almighty. The Bible says, and you will be built up. You'll be built up, you will shock your adversaries. You'll be built up again. And you will remove iniquity far from your tent. Remove it. Remove it. And tell anybody who's been around you, I wish you came three weeks ago. There's something I'm working on right now. <laughs> I can't avoid it. Stop in the way I can't avoid it. I can't avoid it. You wake up, they hear tongues in your room. Commanding angels all around. There are people here that have not prayed for months. For months. They don't open their Bible. They don't even know where their Bible is always in the car. Some don't even have Bibles. It's in my church. The scriptures appear on the screen. That's why you are like television. The devil look at you like a screen. Just laughing at you. The word is a sword of the spirit. The Holy Ghost is strong in your life, nothing to fight with. Because there's no word. You're moving from church to church, looking for where they'll be doing some theatrics. <laughs> Amazing. You will be built up. You will remove iniquity from your tent. Look at verse 4, 424. Then you will lay gold. It says, suddenly, now the gold of offer is the best gold ever. There are grades of gold, just like there are grades of crude oil. It says you will lay gold down in the dust. You just get to the street and throw gold on the floor. Even the gold of offer among the stones of brooks, the fine gold of offer among the stones of brooks, it stands out. It says you, you will find such things and just drop it on the floor out of abundance. 25. Yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. He told Abraham, said, I am all you need. And the next thing Abraham was rich in cattle, rich in everything. Verse 26. For then, you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. So God will always be your focus. You will use money and love God. You will not be loving money and using God. Look at the next verse, 27. You will make your prayer to him. And he will hear you. You will pay your vow. 
Some of you don't know that your vow is linked to you decreeing a thing and it being established. You pay your vow. There are lots of people who made vow. The Lord brought the money to them and they did not pay their vow. Verse 28 says, and you shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you. You now become God over situations. God is not even here. You declare a thing and it will be established for you. That is the way light will shine on your way. This is not the law of Moses. This is covenant. When everybody says there's a casting down, your own case will be you say there's a lifting up. You're like that tree. You're different. Tap your neighbor, say the standpoint is his instructions. Number two, look at that Deuteronomy 8 11. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and the statutes, which I command you today. Look at verse 12. Lest when you have eaten and are full, and you have built beautiful houses and you've dwelt in them. And you, 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 when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied. Tap your neighbor say, God is a multiplier. He said, don't let your heart be lifted up and you forget God. Look at verse uh, 18. He said, but you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the power to get wealth. Hallelujah. Look at the word power, everybody. Somebody say power. power. Power to get wealth, not smartness to get wealth. Even though when the power is at work in you, you'll be smart, you'll be intelligent, you'll make the right decision and all of that. But there is a power that comes upon you, an anointing that comes upon you. The Bible says in Proverbs 10.22. Proverbs 10.22. Hallelujah. I told you my message is not always long, it's my foundation that is long. So I just laid the foundation. I just want to start the message right now. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord. Again, we are talking about blessing. When someone buys a car, you say, oh, God just blessed him. It's a blessing. No, that's the product of the blessing. Someone gets a good wife and says, wow, his wife is solid. That's a blessing. That's not the blessing. That's the product of the blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, the blessing is an anointing that produces. So, I give you the anointing to produce wealth. Now, the blessing of the Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. So, there is an anointing from the Lord that makes one. What's going on this morning? I said that guy is from, he was raised in Nikpetumodu. In a village. And suddenly, along the path of life, he came across Christianity. Gave his life to Christ. He can still remain the same. And now came across somebody who is teaching him about the covenant of prosperity. Again, nobody's name was put there. One. The blessing of the Lord can make one rich. I can round off this message now. Because somebody here Something has been ministered to you. You don't even, you didn't want to hear this. But please just think about it when you get home. That there's something that is part of your Christianity that can make you rich. 
It comes on you. And it makes one rich. Now, don't let, the, don't let anybody lie to you that Satan cannot make you rich. Don't even let anybody lie to you. Satan can. Go submit to him as a music minister. Your, your record will sell one billion the next day. Join some Illuminati or some stuff. Things will happen. But sorrows will be added. But this one, no sorrow. No sorrow. For nothing. No sorrow. No sorrow. They won't tell you to bring your child. They won't tell you to bring your womb. They won't tell you to bring your mother. Pastor, you know why are you so passionate about? These are the days when father and mother plan and use their child to do jazz for money. Don't tell me it's not happening. It is. These are the days when Christians get to a level, they even cry. In some meetings, you even hear some prayer points. When people say, you better cry to God. I say, God, answer me before I enter iniquity. Pray that prayer like machine goes. Say, Father, answer me before I enter iniquity. What are you looking for there? When you have a covenant with your name on it to prosper. What are you looking for? Hallelujah. Jesus says, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You know even gain Garki? You want to lose your soul. Not even Garki, not even Jikoi. You want to leave your soul. You want to lose your soul. Praise God. After this meeting, you are flying high. That is exactly what will happen. The next 40 days will be days of strange manifestations. If you believe it, let me hear a fit-filled amen in your amen. The first thing I want you to see, I will show you three secrets and I will close today. I will continue on Tuesday. The first thing you need to anchor. Whoever listens to these sayings of mine and does them is like a wise man. Whoever listens to these sayings of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man that builds his house upon the sand. There will be financial challenges. There will be economic decline that will hit them and they will be grateful. First thing to anchor is tightening. After delighting greatly in his commandment, after living right, the next thing to anchor is tithing. Tithing is very important. It is something that you don't need to debate. I'm not saying don't ask questions. I'm not saying don't find out how it works. But after all have been said and done, you must. Now, tithing is what validates every other thing you do in the kingdom. I've explained before, I don't have time today because tithing is not what I'm sharing. But let me quickly say this to you. The word tithing is an Anglo-Saxon word that means tribute. As a matter of fact, whoever you tithe to is the person that has a right to defend you on the day of trouble. So if Guagualada, the king of Guagalada, 
Because it's on the main road, it's been attacked by several kings. They just enter Gogolada and plunder them. So he comes to the king of Abuja, submits to the king of Abuja, begs the king of Abuja to please protect Gogolada. And then the king of Abuja asks him, will you pay tribute to me? Say yes. When we have our harvest, we'll bring the first fruit, bring it to Abuja at your palace. Say, agreed? Agreed. So we, are, we enter a covenant. Covenant means your enemy is my enemy, your friends are my friends. Whoever touches you, touches me. Whoever moves around you is looking for my trouble. When David had covenant with Jonathan, who was the crown prince, they exchanged that more. So that everywhere David went to, they said, ah, this guy has a covenant with the, with the prince. So people were careful with him, not because of him, but who he was in covenant with. So the king of Abuja would give him a staff that would put him front of Gwagwalada. So that if you want to make trouble with Gwagwalada, you will not say, I did not know. Because if you touch Gwagwalada, Abuja will move against you. Am I, am I making sense? That is what Titan is all about. That's what it's all about. And God is so touchy when it comes to this thing. He doesn't negotiate. He doesn't like it. When they wanted to enter the promised land, God said, Jericho is mine. Burn everything for me. Achan took something. You remember what happened? The next time they went to battle, God said, I'm not there with you. Joshua was shocked how they lost the battle of AI. And God said, I'm not. I'm not. You're, when you don't pay your tithe, you're telling God, that breakthrough, I got it by my strength. So God, stay on your own. That's the meaning. And when you remove that first 10% and give it to God, you're saying, God, you gave me the brain, you gave me the wherewithal, you gave me the relationship. Now, I do not forget, I remember you. Here is a designated portion. That's what you're saying. Before anything, the, after your relationship with him, after salvation, when it comes to um, covenant of prosperity, the next thing is tithing. Now look at Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10. Quickly. Are, are you getting something? <clears throat> I'm rounding off very soon. Somebody say, Hana. So you don't give 10% when you have spent the money. The first you take to honor God is the 10%. So there are no questions about perseverance. What if somebody was dying and all I had in my hand was my tithe? If you had your tithe, you still have 90%. Because you ought to honor the Lord, first of all. Here it is called first fruit because it's the first you take. You say honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. That is the way. That's the meaning of sow your band. That is the way your band will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with your wine. Say in the name of Jesus. I want faith to rise. Say in the name of Jesus. From now and the next 40 days, my band shall be filled with plenty. My vats say overflow with new wine. God says that is the way I've designed for it to happen. That is the way. That is the way. That is the way. That is the way. Some pastors will go and bring an, an outside pastor to come and teach this. I love you. That's why I'm teaching you this. From the day this church started, this church started in his house. I've not seen him for years. From the day it started, we've been paying our tithe. From the day. Those who are in the treasury department, don't tell us the figure until they remove the tithe. So it's not just pastor. The church. I don't know many churches that do that. From the beginning. The church. 
That's why it's indestructible. I tell you the truth, this is so powerful. This is unusual. It's a covenant practice. It's, listen to me guys, when you are doing this, you are treading the steps of Abraham. You, you are securing future for your children's children. It is not just money. God doesn't just see it like money. God sees it as covenant. God sees it as honor. So that's the first thing. That is the way your bonds will be filled with plenty. So if you are still there negotiating, Pastor, you know, I pay my tithe sometimes, I don't pay my tithe sometimes, you are not part of what we're talking about. We're talking about those. It says, test me with this one. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour forth such a blessing that there will be no room to contain it. Glory be to God. Now we have some people also who pay tithe, who don't give. If your tithe is what determines what you have, then God determines your harvest. So if he gave you 1,000 naira, your tithe is 100, so he can only bless you based on 100. No, your tithe validates your giving. It is what you give that is multiplied. Look at Luke 6, 38. I want to read 38 and 39 to you. Luke 6, 38 and 39. The Bible says, give, it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put to your bosom, for with the same measure that you use, so you are the one that determines what they multiply. It will be measured back to you. Verse 39 says this. Uh, okay, look at, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Let's stop at that 38. Um, how many of you have been to the market recently? Men. <laughs> you need a wife. <laughs> now, I've not been to the market recently. But I know that in the learning, there are different measures. Now, there's no level I've not been to. I've bought rice with Derika, Peregi, Congo. Oh, yeah. I don't just want to mess your mind up. I would have told you the first time we bought a bag of rice in my house. Not too long ago. Trust me. I didn't start ministering from the scratch. I didn't look like this at all. So there's hope for you. The way you look around, there's hope for you. Are you all still here? So when I'm passionate about this, it works. I believe say it works. So if you came and said, I want Derika. And they, and you know, in the market, there's no good measure. They hit the bottom. <laughs> so that the measure is, God, the Bible says, God has a good measure. And you know what? He doesn't just pour it. No. He, when he pours, when he pours in the sack, he shakes it for it to get room. You dare, you dare not shake, you don't shake the sack in the market. The woman will slap you when you are dividing Dividing beans. You don't shake it because if you shook it, it will take more. God says, No, my listen, my economy is different. Good measure, pressed down, shaking, 
together, then I allow it to run over. Somebody make some noise. That is the strength of your covenant. You can't know this and they'll be begging you to give. Because the measure you give. So God says, ah, angel, what did Bjorn give? So, uh, it was a cup. Make it hundredfold. So when they make hundredfold, why will I pour that thing away? Come on. Why will I not? Oh, oh there's water there. Why will I not come with this? Because they're going to give me hundredfold of this. And then, they say, what did we say? Bottle. Then if I decide to bring... So when I saw this many years ago... Now, look at this. Look at this. If you brought this, they give you hundredfold of this. So if you only pay tithe, you're shortchanging yourself. You pay tithe to this day. Wow, whatever you give on this will be multiplied. But there's nothing. Pastor, we know what about those who give and don't pay tithe. The covenant shuts down. Trust me. I'm preaching. I say this on the God. What gives you access is your tithing. And then whatever you give is multiplied. Did you catch that? Never forget that in your life. Never. Your giving ought to even be more than your tithing sometimes. Every week I make sure I give as a pastor. Because I want to be blessed more than my church. I don't want to be stealing church offering. How to be blessed? If you come close to me as a pastor, the first thing I would do is to intimidate you with finance. To, to be sure you can be my friend. The moment I see that your eyes are becoming slimmer, I know you can't be my friend. There was a Tuesday after the Tuesday service. I just, I was tired. I entered that place. They said some people wanted to sow. So two people just gave me some, some dollars. Just sold in my life. So there was a pastor around. I just showed him. I said, I just want to inspire you. I just showed him. There are people you hang around, your faith rise. When it comes to finance, I am one of those that will allow your faith. To, you will see possibility. If you, after the service, you come to me, I will tell you, have you gone around? It's just natural with me. That toilet was made with so, so millions. I'll just be calling millions for you to defy limitations. To tell you it's possible because my testimony is your prophecy. The first time we wanted to went to price billboard in town, they said 10 million in a year. In one day we floated 10. So if we tell you things like that, your mind is expanded. Tap your neighbor, come and say it's possible. Say it's part of your covenant. Guys, God is a multiplier. Sit down, sit down. God is a multiplier. It took one reap. Every woman you see here is a proof that God is a multiplier. Took one reap and multiplied it. Jesus wanted to prove that it was the one that did it. That was why he took the bread and multiplied the bread. One reap, he multiplied it. 
And the one multiplied was finer than the one he took it from. Because the glory of the latter will always surpass the former. Harvest time is always better than seed time. Look at your neighbor say, if I never believed in harvest, seeing you sister makes me know the harvest is real. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. God is a multiplier. Isaiah 60, 22. Isaiah 60, 22. A little one! A little one! Shall become a thousand. Guys, God can do it. A little one. If you're a pastor listening to me by tape or anything, you're pastoring a small church, or you're starting from the beginning, or finance is not enough, a little one can become a thousand. Don't let anybody limit you. Your God is inexhaustible. We believe God. Your believing is not showing you your giving. I said fasting does not work with this thing. Prayer doesn't. When it comes to financial grace, it's giving. You give to your crazy. It's what shows that you believe that God is alive. It what shows that God you believe that God is a, you believe that God is a multiplier. It's not easy to do. I have never given before, and I was weeping. It has never happened to me. That God told me to give. I went to preach in the church and the Lord told me to give my car. Normally when you go preach in the church, they bless you. I went to do it in Lagos. I didn't tell Pastor Flo. I didn't tell my friends. I went myself. Took a small car there that would take me back. Flew down. Someone had driven the car to Lagos. We met the person. Took the car to the pastor. Drop the keys, enter a small car, back to the airport, back to Abuja. Didn't consult with nobody. Didn't say it to anybody. Recently, I told my wife, <clears throat> I said, I don't want to be driving SUV anymore. I want to calm down. I, I, I said, I said, I want to be driving such and such and such cars. I just like Ferrari, like, I like, I like, I like Porsche. I want to step in. And someone went to tell my wife that they just got me the 2015 one. And watch me, watch me, sit down. I said, please don't tell him. But my wife said, I'll be so wicked not to tell you. You know, you know why I have to tell you? Because I just watched. It was just a desire. You, just, you didn't even pray about it. I'll show you the scripture. Ephesians 3.20. Sit down. Sit down. Now to him that is able to do. Abundantly. Above. Shake your neighbor, says the multiplier. I don't know. I don't know who taught you Christianity. I don't know what they've done to you. I don't know who messed up your mind. I don't know the pastor who's taking money from you and lied to you. But let me tell you this. You're in a real church where they wanted you to prosper. And this is real. I have been in the middle of poverty before. 
And I am not part of those pastors that steal church money. And somehow, God blessed me. Are you also here? Bank accountants are here. Our auditors are here. Everybody's here. When we were building this church, we didn't take money from Lagos Church or Elohim Church. We didn't mount pressure on them. Give us money. They sold. I believe in sowing. But we didn't say, hey, Lagos Church, bring this. Never. Easy. Are you all still here? Of course, God will give you a strategy to do it. But you won't have to put pressure on people. Come and look at your neighbor. That's where I'm going. Can you imagine what God thinks about that you're a Yahoo Yahoo person when this is available? Can you imagine how God looks at Can you imagine how the devil laughs at you if you have to sell your body for money when this is available for you? And you don't want to listen. Hallelujah. When I keep quiet, I'm thinking, should I share it or no? Because <laughs> I don't want to come across like I'm bragging. I don't, I, I'm just passionate. Sit down. <laughs> Praise the Lord. A little one shall become a thousand. That is the grace available to you. Did you know that I could not believe that I will pastor each other 1,000? <laughs> to become 100 was... <laughs> I'll go to church on Saturday. I'll say, Lord, once we are 100, in fact, just leave me alone. It's okay. I will prophesy until I discovered the power of seed sowing. Power of seed sowing. A man of God was having a chat with me recently. He said, why do you bring a lot of men of God to your church? I said, there are several reasons why people bring men of God to church. Some bring people to church so that if I brought Pastor Adeboye here, people will come. But you know that when Pastor Adeboye leaves, people will leave. So if you do that, you are just wasting your time. I said, but I have an understanding. That man has been in ministry for 60 years. Or so I can't tell. But over 40 years. The prayer, the fasting, the investment of 40 years can be traced, can be tapped in one meeting. True giving. Dangerous. You give, his spirit leaves him. Ah, he gets to the hotel and he kneels and says, Father, bless that boy. Is it, is, look, guys, <laughs> when we were coming to Abuja, are you all still here? This will be funny to you, but this is what I think. I met a, a, a friend of mine who was a campus pastor. When we were in campus, I wasn't a campus pastor. But he was a pastor of a fellowship when I was a brother. But he was my friend. I wasn't attending this fellowship, but this guy, solid guy. I met him at the Muritala Mohammed airport. I was about traveling out. Huh? I said, why are you looking like this? He said, I've been fasting for the past 70 days. Ah, what happened? He said, I do that, I do that thrice a year. Ah, how many days are remaining? In a year, 70 times 3. Wow! I said, when are you breaking? He said, today. I just grabbed him. I said, what will you break with? What do you want? So seeds in his life. Took him, sat down. Let me look at you. 
So after pray for me, everything. And when it was done, and I was flying, just the week before we started Abuja Church, and the Lord said to me, I hope that guy knew what he just collected from him. I'm a collector. And I'm very deliberate about it. No ambiguity about I know exactly what I'm doing. You don't even need to say thank you to me. Because I know in the kingdom there's a provision to do that. And God blessed Abraham. Genesis 13 and verse 2. He was reaching cattle, kitchen, he was reaching livestock, reaching gold. Verse 5. And Lot also who went with him. That guy was not called. Had no discussion with God. God did not put him in plan. But connection with him. Lot also went with him. Heart hurts. And also tense. And when he left Abraham. He lost those things. There's something about connection. Everything that works. Is connected. I believe that with the whole of my heart. As I said, man of God. That is why I do that. I don't know about any other person. So, so when you see Koza, Koza is just 15 years. But the grace at work, they are grace of old. Grace of old. Let me say this to you in a person. If you don't give any other place apart from this church, your seed goes to, <laughs> to dangerous people you can't imagine. I fly sometimes just to be in some meetings, just to sow into a man of God, and I fly back. The first time I went to Ghana, I went by road. I just went by road, traveled to sow seeds. I couldn't afford, I couldn't afford a ticket, but I had seeds. Moved to three churches, and I came back to Nigeria in a car been doing this a long time ago. Are you all still here? Tap your neighbor say, God is a multiplier. Again. In Isaiah 66 verse 8, have I lost you? The Bible says, who has had such a thing? I said, who has had such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? But there's something about the kingdom you belong to. As soon as Zion travels, she brought forth. You don't know what I'm saying. Somebody just, we, we have mothers here. A lady just, mm, mm, mm. say, ah, you know this Say, I want to give birth. Ah, are you pregnant? And she began to push. And as soon as she began to push, a baby came out. That's what they say. Say, have you heard that before? Have you seen that before? Hit your neighbor, say there's a supernatural dimension of this kingdom. <laughs> that you're not tapping into. God is a multiplier. It defies all the natural things. And we must go for it. Not the pastor, not the minister. As a church, as a family, we must go for it. They must see us and say, you guys are crazy. 
for the result to speak. Nobody argues with results. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians 9 8. First of all, let me show you Genesis 22. It says, while the earth remains. Genesis 8 22. Genesis 8 22. While the earth remains. Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Seed time and harvest is a law. Some people want harvest, but there's no seed time. I was sharing with some, some of the folks with me yesterday night that, guys, did you know that there's an anointing upon my life to preach you out of poverty? Did you know? They say, yeah. He just don't know. I said, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel. He can preach you out of poverty. Believe me. Not teach. He proclaims something to you. Something hits you. And that's the end. And that's the end. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. And look at 2 Corinthians chapter number 9 verse 8. The Bible says, ah, where shall we start from? Let's start from verse 7. So let each one give as he proposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity. Brethren, if you don't give, the work of God will be stuck. No, don't attend that kind of church. I tell you, the way you give, you're tapping into grace and your life will remain the same. That is what should make you give. For God loves a cheerful giver, not those who are cajoled or put under pressure or given a, a, a post, chief testator in church, to give. And God is able. Now, they're not saying it's happening. They're telling you what God is able to do. I want to repeat that. They're not saying we have the example of this in the body. They're telling you what God has the ability to do. He's able to make all grace abound to you so that you, having all sufficiency all in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Look at verse 9, everybody. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness and the Israel. Look at verse 8. Have I lost you? Are you gaining something? Verse 8, the Amplified Version. I wanted to read it for yourself. Amplified Version. Ready? Read. And God is able to make all grace. Stop. Now they're about to define grace. So let's look at it in the bracket. Favor every unearthly so God is able to make every favor and earthly blessing come to you. Not you chasing after it. Come to you. Now again, they're not describing what happens. They're telling you what God has the ability to do when a child of God goes for it. So that you may what? Somebody say always. And in what? And whatever the need you are self-sufficient, possessing what? To require what? No aid or support. And you are what? Furnished in what? For every good work and what? Charitable donation. 
when they are saying giving in churches, it will be like someone died. Because people don't have. They don't have. It will be like they just announced that an important person died. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2. Look at this, guys. The Bible says these people. Let's read the message translation because of time. These people, you say, Pastor Biodo, you are teaching this. You don't know people are going through. People, people don't have jobs. People don't have this. Where will they have to give? The Bible says fierce troubles came down on the people of those churches. Pushing them to the very limit. The trials exposed their true colors. They were incredibly happy. Somebody said they were happy. Though desperately poor, the Bible says the pressure triggered something totally unexpected. An outpouring of pure and what? Generous gift. You know how those people responded in their poverty? They began to give. They began to give. Child of God, you are new in this church and your head is calculating. How many know that my real people that come to me after the service, they are not in church right now. Um, they shall come to church by 12.30. By 12.30, they will stroll into church. They will come and ask Pastor Biodo for money, for house rent, for all of that. They don't sit in church. I ask some of them, what did you hear today in church? Uh, actually, I came late to church. They're not interested. They're not interested. Look at that. Child of God, you are new in this church. You are, you are sitting down thinking, hey, did you see them? Hey, when we, hey, they are written. They didn't come like that. Make up your mind that you're not a beggar. That doesn't mean people cannot help you for now. They can drop you at home. They can pick you in their car. Don't have a poverty mentality. Know that you share the same covenant. It's just a matter of time. I said it's just a matter of time. That's the mindset I wanted you to have. There's nothing wrong with being poor, but don't have that mindset. Don't have welfare mentality. It's better to give than to receive. I was there. Look at that. I was there and I saw it for myself. They gave offerings of whatever they could. Far more than they could afford. Those are instructions for you. Verse 4. Pleading for the privilege of helping. You can imagine. Pleading for the privilege of helping out of relief of poor Christians. They didn't call themselves poor, even though they were in poverty. This was totally spontaneous and entirely their own idea. How many of you in poverty have an idea? You just come and say, Pastor, you know something? The, the water they buy in church, I want to be the one buying it. You start from somewhere. Don't sit down thinking, calculating what you want to collect from people. You know, some people think even the pastor is a fool. They sit down and just calculate the crowd. They calculate, say, Kai! They just come bring. Uh, you are listening to the word. They are, not, they are calculating. So when they talk to me, I excuse myself. I enter the lounge. I look at the mirror. There's no idea on my forehead. I ask the protocols around me, what is going on? They say, Pastor, you are normal. And I'm wondering. Look at verse 5. This was their, in, the, entirely their own idea. Caught and caught us completely off guard. 
completely off guard. There's a woman in Elorin Church. The last time I went to Elorin Church, her life has changed. She was old. She had nothing. After once a month, you come and say, Pastor, I have brought something for you. I say, ah, no, mommy, I, do, I can't take something from you. Say, no. She used to fry things. She used to fry things on the street. Her life has changed right now. Her life has changed right now. I mean, when I went to when I get to Learn Church, it's the first I ask after. Where is mommy so 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 so? They say she's there, looking good. Her children are doing well. Now, you know, you I'm sure my wife told you about some people coming together to do my birthday party for me in Dubai. The Lord spoke to me to get her a ticket to be there. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just remembered her. The lady will not be intimidated. She joined. Our children doing well today. The other day I was looking at the social media. Our daughter was married. Everything was fine. I said, wow. A decision. A decision. Hallelujah. And she was a widow. Praise God. So I told my wife, I said, I'm going to get her a ticket. I want her to be there. I want to see her in that kind of place. Hallelujah. Praise God, somebody. This was totally spontaneous, entirely their own idea, and caught us completely of God. What explains it was that they had, the, they, they had first given themselves unreservedly to God and to us. Some, those people can't even serve. They don't even want to serve. Mm-mm. Just come to church. After they say, looking for rich people, those who came out for time, they mark them, they follow them. If that's where you're living your life, I am not your pastor. And those of you that give to such people, you should teach them how you got to where you got to. If you know you're a kingdom person, teach them. Do you pay your tithe? I never see you. I gave you money last week. I didn't see you in front. What happened to you? What do you do for a living? Talk to them. Some people don't need your money. They need you to talk to them. At 25 years old, you're calling yourself a consultant. Sleeping at home. Early in the morning at your age. What do you know that you're a consultant? I mean, you don't give me that face. Look at your neighbor's face. If they're not laughing, they're the ones I'm talking about. At 25, 26, small boys. Looking for a girl that has a rich, rich parent. They're talking to you. They can't even have a common conversation with you. They're trying to find out what do you have, what car do you drive. Shame on you. With a grace, with a grace upon your life, what you could be in your life. Oh, Pastor Brandon was too harsh today. Let me tell you this. The first person they call when you have a genuine problem is this same man. I need to talk to you. Nobody has been able to talk to you. Probably why you relocated to Abuja was that nobody could talk to you where you are. You relocated here. You came to church and Pastor Brandon needs to talk to you. If you wanted entertainment, go to Silverbird. You want the truth, come to Koza. Tap your neighbor and say, and you will like him on Tuesday. <laughs> Finally, because of time, light is what makes the difference. The truth, light is what makes the difference. Somebody might be doing what you do, but they don't have the light. The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 130, the entrance of his word gives light. So it's the word, what the word says, that we call light. What the word says is what we call light. What the Bible says is what we call light. When you begin to think what the Bible says, then you have light. 
the entrance of his words gives light and understanding to the simple. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Anybody can come and give. And let me tell you this, there's the lie of the devil that says whether you are born again or not, giving works. No, it's not true. You can never compare a covenant of giving with normal giving. In fact, there are people that have entered a thousandfold with the Lord. That what they give, the Lord gives them a thousandfold. Some are still at hundred. Some are still at thirty. <laughs> you, you say, whether you are born again or not, giving works. True. But not like this one. When you have light. When you understand what we're talking about. It's different. It's different. And I want to challenge all the ladies in this place. I want to challenge you. There's a lot in store for you. You need to be a giver. Bible talks about the ministry of certain women and the ministry of Jesus. Don't just be using all your money to make air. And I'm not talking about giving only to church. Be a giver. Help people. Bless people. Let thanksgiving rise to heaven because of you. Thanksgiving is knocking heaven. They say, who is that? They say, it's Chichi again. Say, ah, that Chichi, what do we go do for this? God will speak pigeon on your behalf. Say, what do we want to do for this girl now? Are you all still here? Ezekiel 2 and verse 2 says, As he spoke to me, the spirit came into me. The Bible says the letter killeth. is the spirit that gives life. As he spoke to me, the spirit came. This week, you must listen all through. Every day. Go on the YouTube. Go on the internet. Listen. Buy tips. Listen to messages on prosperity every day. As he spoke, the spirit that will perform that thing entered into me. You'll be shocked what you will do. There will be natural responses in life. The normal person that will call you and you'll be depressed will call you again. I say, yeah, you know, uh, you'll not make it. You say, hey, stop. What is wrong with you? Natural response. Rapid response. And you begin to recognize opportunities. When you see opportunity, you give. Why? Faith is supplied. Paul plants, Apollo waters. God gives increase. There is a God that gives increase on things. Go for it. Go for it. Don't, 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 don't just, don't. Why are you born again? There's a covenant you have with God about increase. Enlargement on every side. Somebody here, you're moving to another level. In the name of Jesus. In Genesis 26, verse 12. I close on the scripture. Isaac did not know what he carried. Just like some of us don't know what we carry. That we have a covenant, an agreement, sealed with an oath with the Lord. That he will multiply us, he will increase us. Pastor Biodo, I'm frustrated with this message I've given. It, it, it's different when you have light. Can I show you one scripture before this? Or I should continue? First Peter 1.19 First Peter 1.19 Second mm, Peter one nineteen quickly. Peter said, "We ate with him. We wore the same clothes. I was at the mountain of transfiguration when he transfigured. I saw many miracles. But you know something? You guys have a more sure word of prophecy. You didn't see him, but what he left behind that will is more sure. Oh, did you catch that? The Bible says so. We have the prophetic word confirmed." Or a sure word of prophecy, 
which you do well to heat as light that shines in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your heart. You take a scripture, all right? The first time you heard it, the first message you heard is just in your head. You listen to it. You listen again. You write things down. You meditate. Suddenly, bam! The day start dawns on you. The moment the day start dawns on you, you just realize. Don't just say, I will never be for another day and you are speaking from your head. Suddenly you realize and see that, ah, wait a minute. When that dawns on you, uh-huh, and you start giving, that's the way the kingdom operates. So Isaac didn't know what he carried. He didn't know that the blessing was transferred to him from Abraham. So there was famine. Everybody was running to John. He too was running. Because he said, stop! What is wrong with you? Stay in the land. Sow in the land. Now if you look at 2 Corinthians 9, 8, 9 and chapter 8, you will see also that sowing is given. Giving is sowing. Sowing is offering. You will see all of that there. Chapter 8 and chapter 9. Alright? So if you go to that um, Genesis 26, verse 12, God told him to sow in the land. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Why? Because the Lord empowered him to... Pro- How do you plant in farming and you reap hundredfold? That's not natural. So after this service, your work, the work of your hand becomes supernaturally empowered. Where you work, you'll be the one that will promote. You'll be the one that will send on a course. A boss steps aside to start his company, you are the one he will involve. Everything that will make you change level begins to happen to you now. He sold, and in the same year. Now, somebody say, Pastor Bader, why are you twisting the word so? He was farming, he planted. But the Holy Ghost is powerful. If you look into the Bible, you will see things that men, men don't see. Look at verse 13, everybody. Verse 13, and the man began to prosper. There was a day Isaac could record. It wasn't always like that. There was a day. I don't know whether every time they're talking about prosperity, you shrink, you, you draw back because you have a lot of luck. You are hoeing people in church. You couldn't even rejoice very well when you heard it because people you are hoeing will look at you and say, what is wrong with you? You're a little bit ashamed. But the Bible says the man, there was a day he began to prosper. I prophesy, begin to prosper. In case you've been prospering, the Bible says he continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. I prophesy to you, continue to prosper. I prophesy to you, become very prosperous. If you believe me, let me hear your hymn and I thunder. Look at verse 14, everybody. Verse 14. For he had possessions of flock. Bros, I thought you you said there was only planting he did. He planted something, he begins to move to everything. Look at the multiplication of flocks, herds, and great number of servants. Did he also plant servants? In farming, when everything was going down for people? Listen, there's something called the grace for multiplication. And it's on you. I said it's on you. We activate it today. You get to work this week and you see it. You will see it on your business. You see it on your children. You see it on the work of your hand. 
If you believe it, let me hear your amen like thunder. There are people that have been on the same spot from January till now. If I be a man of God, if covenant be true in the name of Jesus, what you've not achieved in the last 11 months, let them begin to happen within these 40 days. Let them begin to happen within these 40 days. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All round turn around. You are next in line. You shall be sent for. You shall be called for. Those who are stingy in your family will call you and involve you. Good news awaits you this week. In Jesus' precious name. Celebrate Jesus somebody.